this morning giving honor and glory to God. It is an honor and privilege for me to be here and uh, to share fellowship with you. And I'm amazed at what I'm seeing because I haven't been here for some time. The last time I came here, it was a cow park. But I'm amazed at what God has done in this house through the prophet. Put your hands together. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so very much for this opportunity to be in your presence. Thank you for the fact that you are allowed us to gather, that you will speak to us. I pray, O oh God, that your word will be accurate and precise to us. Let it be your words and not mine. Speak to our hearts and to our minds that we will understand and live here better Christians, more and more like Jesus. Help us to walk and fulfill our destiny and our calling. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to first acknowledge our Father who has made all this possible. That is Bishop Dag. Are you clapping? You are clapping. You know, I always thank God for his life because if he hadn't answered the call, I would still be a pharmacist sitting somewhere selling paracetamol and trying to make ends meet. And these days it's very hard for pharmacists. They are suffering. They are really suffering. Going round and round trying to balance things. But Bishop answering the call made it possible for someone like me who would have been an ordinary church member to become a minister of the gospel. And I bring you greetings from my wife, Joy, and um, all our churches in Kumasi, which Prophet started and passed on to us. And it is a great honor to be here. Prophet Kakra is a very good friend of mine, one of my best friends in ministry. I remember many, many years ago when I started the church in Tamale, and Bishop sent me up north and I was going. He, he told me, pass through Kumasi, there's a man there, make him your friend. And so I said, well, a word to the wise is in the north. <laughs> so I passed through Kumasi and I met a man very quiet in his bedroom. They called out of his bedroom, then he came and we started talking and he has been such a blessing to me, my wife and my ministry ever since. <clears throat> I can say that my church was built by myself and him because in those early years he used to come to Tamale about twice a year. And I remember the first convention you preached, the rain-beating eagle has been mistaken. Some of you know it. <laughs> I remember that message. He changed our church. He changed our mind. And this morning, if you are here in this house and you are not blessed, something is wrong with you. I didn't hear an amen. amen. I said, if you are in this house and you are not blessed, something is very very wrong with you because I have been very blessed by this man and his ministry please put your hands together <laughs> prophet Kakra 
Lady Pastor Rajra, thank you very much for many years of friendship. Thank you very much for words spoken into our lives. And all the other pastors, Pastor Brian, Pastor Eugene, Pastor Amso, Pastor Kofi, all the other pastors. And I see Pastor Amma, my own former, former pastor from Kumasi, who has now migrated to Accra. Put your hands together for him too. <laughs> pastor Fitzin. And so many others. Some are new friends. Some are old friends from before. This morning, I'm happy to be here. And, um, you know, we have been sharing from the book, Losing, Suffering, Sacrificing, and Dying, for this season. Is that correct? And um, how many have bought the book? Not all. Some. A few. Ask your neighbor, do you have the book? Ask your neighbor. Tap your neighbor on the shoulder. I suspect you don't have the book. Ask him, what is wrong with you? Oh, please ask him about what is wrong with you. Is at home. Say, I don't believe you. <laughs> but it's, it's a great book that Bishop has written. And it has the power to change our lives. I have been going through it for the past couple of weeks in my church, preaching from it. And this morning, I just want to share with you some thoughts about that book. Okay. I didn't hear an amen. amen. One of the very interesting things in this book, I think it's chapter four, two ways of losing. It's a very interesting subject, losing. You know, I think, are, are you here this morning? I think losing summarizes the whole book because all the things mentioned, lose, sacrificing, suffering, and dying, they all have to do with losing something. I mean, dying means losing your life. And losing is losing. True or false? The other two words, suffering and sacrifice, they are also linked in the sense that in both of these things, something bad is happening. The difference is that in suffering, somebody is doing you bad and you allow it to happen. In sacrificing, you are doing yourself bad. And you allow it to happen and these two things sometimes seem to go contrary to what many of us are trying to actively do in our lives because by my understanding many of us are trying to prosper and do well in this life true or false how many want to buy a car this year i thought you were losing how many want to build a house hey how many want to buy a car you want to buy a car build a house in the same year what a shock. Are you happy with what I'm preaching this morning? You're happy with what I'm about to preach? About losing? You see, that, that's the mystery of what we're about to preach. Because it still fits in with your dreams and your goals. It still fits in. I mean, there are some people here trying to marry. I saw two couples on the screen and many more in the house who are yet to speak and express their emotions. But they are trying to enjoy this life a bit more. Is that correct? And so we have to still pick up this message and take it into our hearts. That we are losing, we are suffering, we are sacrificing, and we are dying. Tell somebody we are about to lose. The person didn't say amen. <laughs> Tell them we are about to suffer. We're about to sacrifice 
and we are about to die. Can I say something this morning? As for the dying, we are reconciled to it. Because you know you have no choice. As for the dying, young or old, we are resigned. To, because we have seen the dying at the cemetery, at the roadside, in the graphic. We have seen it everywhere. Every film we watch, people die. True or false? So the dying is something we are reconciled with. But the suffering and the sacrificing, these are things which we somehow hope to avoid until we die. And we are somehow trying not to, to minimize. Am I preaching this morning to somebody? Trying to minimize those two areas, suffering and sacrificing. Trying to minimize it because we know that as for the dying, we'll meet it. So at least one of our four will get it out of this MCQ that we are facing. It's losing, suffering, sacrificing, and dying. And the fact that we are trying to, in a way, minimize and ameliorate, and, and what else, alleviate, and, and what else, taking measures to compensate for the suffering and sacrificing, it makes us receive this message in some kind of way. And I understand how you feel. But you know something? As I was reading this book over the years, three things summarize my feeling and my understanding of this subject. And this morning, I want to share those three things with you. Are you here? Number one, it is this. As I move through life, if and when my appointments with these four elements of life, losing, suffering, sacrificing, and dying, if and when my appointment comes, I will meet it and I will pass through it. Any of these uh, four things, if and when my appointment comes, I will meet that appointment. Because sometimes we have appointments that we skip or we cancel, true or false. I remember somebody had an exam, he didn't go for it. Why? He wasn't ready. He skipped that appointment. My plan, my intention is when that appointment comes, I will meet it. You know, one day I was flying back to Tamale many years ago. It was in a small plane. This was, I think, um, not Antrak. There was a smaller plane that used to fly. City Link, a very small plane. Everybody, window or aisle, that's all you have. And we're flying back one day, and as we're flying, there was um, bad weather. And so, as we're approaching Tamale, there's a lot of turbulence, and we're being buffeted in the sky. And then the pilot said something. He said, we'll try and land. And when he said, try and land, I said, what do you mean try and land? <laughs> we don't try certain things in the air. But he said, we'll try and land. So we're going down. And as we're going down, there was a man in front of me. And he said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I was right behind him. And he was holding, I could see his hand on the arm gripped the chair Jesus Jesus and as he said Jesus I, I sat in my chair and I said Lord this is not a good thing to be passing through this experience but I, I said you see Lord here I am I'm in the air 
thousands of feet up in the sky, we are trying to come down in a storm. And I said to myself, Lord, if today is the day I meet you, so be it. I wasn't smiling, though. <laughs> I wasn't smiling. But I said, Lord, if today is the day that I come to heaven, let it be so. So I sat in my chair, and let me be honest with you. Can I be honest with you? I wasn't afraid. I, I wasn't afraid. I sat back, you know, first you begin to panic. You have to hyperventilate. Then you start to breathe. <sighs> then I said, no, it's not a time for fear. There's nothing you can do about it. So I sat down and I said, if today is the day, I accept it. Listen, when your appointment comes, receive it. I didn't hear an amen. Yeah. If your time comes for suffering, for sacrifice, and you can see that this is coming towards me, please do not try to avoid it. I didn't hear an amen. Receive it. Embrace it. You're quiet this morning. I said what? Embrace it. I will. That's why I came. If your time for suffering and sacrifice comes, and it will come, that it is an appointment. It's not a lifestyle. It's an appointment. There are occasions and seasons in your life when you will meet a certain challenge that will demand something extra and super and, and out of the ordinary of you. It is not a daily existence of always suffering, suffering, going round and round and round, trying to sell things and you can't sell. No, it is the occasions and the seasons when something challenges you. Are you here this morning? When that occasion comes, what do you do? Embrace it. I said embrace it. Amen. Challenges. You know, when you try to list challenges, they vary for everybody. But when that season, when that time comes, when you have to really make a choice as to what you're going to do, embrace it. Hallelujah. The second thing that I want to share with you this morning, if I have a choice, if I have to choose, I pray for the grace not to choose the easy thing, but to choose the one thing that will most benefit the kingdom of God, no matter the cost to me personally. And it's a grace. It is a grace to pray for that we can you see, in that moment of need or challenge, when you have to choose whether to accept this job that will pay you thousands of dollars, but will take you out of church and will make you become a tither and not a pastor, when that moment comes, pray for the grace to choose the right thing. When I was going to Tamale many, many years ago, I mean, Tamale is much, much, much more developed now than it was. I mean, it is far, 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 far more advanced. As I was going there many years ago, it was like I was going to nothingness. And many of my friends, my classmates who were pharmacists at that time, they could not understand my decision to go there. 
it did not make sense to them. And one of them called me and said, if I need money, come, he'll give me money. If I need goods, he can set me up and let me uh, um, um, have a shop in Accra. I don't have to go to Tamale. And one of my uncles also called me and said, listen, we all serve God, but this thing you are doing, we are not sure of his wisdom. And, and you see, a lot of people did not see the prophets in going to Tamale at that time. I have to confess, I wasn't sure myself. But I knew that it was God's will. That, that I was convinced about. That God had spoken to me in my heart that go north. And when Bishop opened the door, go north, I grabbed it with both hands that I'm going north. And so despite all the contradictory evidence and advice of friends, I went to the place, I saw the place, I came back, I said, Charlie, it's brown dust and bad road. That is the general summary of that place. I had seen it with my own eyes. But when I came back and I considered moving my children, I had three sons, one was six, one was two, and one was four months old. And when I thought of going there with these little kids at a time of nothingness, again, let me confess to you, it was easy. It was very easy to take that decision. Do you know why? There was a grace. There was a grace from God that made it possible for me to do what many probably would not do. And this morning, my prayer is that may you have that grace also. When the time comes for you to take a decision that may be personally adverse to choose that which would build the kingdom of God and not that which would build your own life. And do you know why? Because for the joy that was set before Jesus, he what? Endured the cross and despised the shame. That is the key that many of us need to see and understand that there is a joy there is a setting reward that is set beyond and behind all the temporal discomfort sacrifice suffering and even dying that you may face and if we are able to grasp that thing grasp the the, the understanding that behind everything that comes your way is a reward beyond what you can imagine far in excess of anything that you can do for yourself and you see over the years as i was going to the north i mean many of my classmates were wondering whether i had done the right thing or not and they were advising me and trying to counsel me to stay here having gone and having come back the game has changed now and um some of them are not quite able to pay their staff but my story is different my story is, is very different when you can see the results or you can understand what is behind suffering what is behind sacrifice it becomes easy let me give you an example this morning are you here this morning in my schooling life I have only failed one exam. That was first year postal maths. <laughs> but there was another exam that I wrote that I didn't fail it, but I didn't pass well. I had a very poor pass, and that was A-level biology. It was not my fault. 
It's never my fault, but it was, it's not my fault, you know. And so when I filled that paper, I had to take it again. So I went to register at Akrapoli to write Second World War. I mean, some of you are too young to understand these things, but some of you understand what I'm talking about. Was see those guys, they are new and young in this thing. But I had to write the A-levels again. So I, me and my cousin, who was my classmate, we went together to register for the course. And I joined that class. I was a bit bored at having to repeat a year. When my friends who did maths and arts had gone to university, but those of us who did biology had to stay behind one year. So I was a bit bored. Like, I mean, it's not a good thing. But we took it like that. And I went to Akrapoli. How many have been Akrapoli before? Hey, you raise your hand. <laughs> I was there. We sat in the class learning biology, which I didn't pay attention because I knew it already. And I passed well the second time. The first one was a technical hitch. Uh, I said, something technical. But you see, when I joined that class, I saw in that class a certain girl who was sitting. We were on the left side of the class. She was sitting on the right side of the class. Now this girl, when she enters the class, there's laughter. <laughs> Anywhere she sat in the class, people would group around her and there'd be laughter and shoutings. I said, what a girl. <laughs> I said, what a girl. I mean, this is a very lively, action-packed, full of, full of life person, you know. So I said, well, I, I began to what, study her or watch her. And uh, I had a car in those days, not very common. And so after a while, I used to offer a lift home. <laughs> so I got to see her house. And I went, it's a, it's a long story. But today, she's my wife. <laughs> I have many ups and downs in between. But she's my wife today, and um, I married her about four, five, six years later. But you see, one day I was thinking that if I had not failed that exam, I would never have met her. Eish! Because when she describes her life, she lived in uh, Accra East, and I was Accra West. And I rarely crossed over to Labadi areas. Also, I, I had no business there. When I go there to the shops and back, she didn't come to my side of town. She never came there. We had virtually no common friends. That would be the link for us to meet somewhere or other. The only thing that was able to bring us together was my feeling, my exile, and she filled in her exam. I said, what a mighty God we serve. And then I thought, if I was ever brought to life again, and I was born again as a baby, and I grew up again, I will fail again. I, I will fail that paper. I will fail it. I will turn the paper upside down, use my left hand, and write rubbish so that I'm sure I will fail. No matter how low the pass mark, I will fail. So that I can meet her again. Yeah. So, you see, 
having this in mind, knowing the reward, the benefits of what I have achieved after one failure, no other failures are necessary, just that one failure, I would happily fail again. And so this morning, if you are here and you can understand and believe and hold to your hearts that God is a good God, that God is a miracle-working God, that God is able to call those things that be not as though they were and to create man from dust. I mean, this building, everything here was not here two years ago. Nobody told me I was here two years ago and there was nothing here. There's, there was not a car park here, Prophet, was there? There was not a car park here. If God is able to create something this big out of nothing, he can do something small in your life. He can do something in your life. No matter the route he takes to bring us to that destination, my prayer, my prayer constantly is, Lord, give me the grace to choose what will benefit your kingdom. Help me, oh God, never to put myself before your kingdom. Help me never to consider my welfare, my well-being. I mean, I have told my family, my, my wife, that as for me, anywhere the wind blows me, I'm off. There is nowhere I cannot be sent to or cannot go. As I'm here, my prayer is, may there be nothing that I hold so dearly I cannot lay down. May there be nothing that will make me hesitate and consider what is God doing in my life as I look at all the things he has done for me. Are you here this morning? So the third thing that I want to share this morning is as I live my normal life, my day-to-day -day existence, may I have a certain attitude and mind to the things that are gain and prosperity so that they will prepare me to be able to embrace my appointments and to help me to be able to sincerely pray for the grace that I can choose what is hard and difficult but most beneficial for the kingdom. I pray that I can always do the right thing that is most beneficial. And so this scripture comes to mind to help me. Are you here this morning? I'm just sharing what helps me, to help me to prepare myself for losing, suffering, sacrificing, and dying. And what helps me is in Philippians chapter 3. It says about what things were gain to me, I counted loss. But what things, the, the things that are gain, I counted them as loss. And it says here, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. And do count them but done. That is, that is the mind this morning. I want to pray that we will have the ability to count 
all things that are gain as loss the ability to do what to count those things that are gain to you as loss so that we may gain Christ and this becomes necessary because there are some things that you will not lose them you will still have them in your life you will still have your job many of you if you lose them you become welfare candidates you will still have a wife because boys like girls more than girls like boys or girls like boys more than boys like girls or we all like each other but you see i have not lost my wife i still have her i still have my three boys with me somewhere in the world <laughs> i still have my car and my other things and many of us still have a lot of things that are beneficial and are gain we still have them and as of now most likely there has been no call on you yet to give up those things there has been no call on you to give up your job as I had a call years ago no call on you to go and do something that puts your family under stress or pressure there has been no call on you to give up your income and give up other monetary benefits and so what you have now are yours and it is profit and it is gain but my prayer this morning is that count those things even now as loss so that the day the day that you are asked to lay it down for the lord it becomes easy the day that god calls you and says listen leave your job leave your wife and be a traveling minister give yourself more fully to the church come and be engaged and entangled in the work of the church to a degree that your personal business may suffer have it in mind that this thing that is mine i hold it lightly i hold it loosely in my hand such that it is such that it is easy it is easy to let go of can i have your a phone you don't have a phone it's a nice phone a samsung phone and i know those who have phones they treasure them but if this is your life hold it lightly lightly of in a way that as if you don't care as if i want to somebody's phone when i took her phone her eyes didn't leave me she was watching me with her eyes because she also had a samsung like this she was watching me with her eyes and she said that as i was going she said <laughs> but you see you must let your things be not securely kept safe but held lightly in your hand like this something you can throw out and it is you see 
I need a, can I have something? Can I have your bottle, please? You see, if I, this, this water, if I hold it and I throw it, Charles, catch. No, nobody's worried. Charles, catch. Why are you shouting? Why did nobody complain when I threw the water, Lady Pastor's water that she's drinking? It is valuable to her. But when I threw it at her, he, nobody complained. But when I lifted the phone, hey, hey, because this one is valuable. But listen, this morning, hold it lightly. Whatever you have in your life, let it be. It, I mean, this phone can be stolen and nothing happens this phone can be taken from you my two men with a knife behind your house this phone can freeze and fall into water somebody's phone fell into sprites i don't know how i don't know how sprite and phone mixed but this morning my prayer is count it as loss count it whatever whatsoever things were gain i counted as loss doubtless i count all things as loss for the excellency of the knowledge of christ jesus that this thing that you value in your life what everybody values something everybody has something that is of value to you some don't value their wives some do some they are jobs some they are cars some they are dogs some they are extended family whatever it is that you value this morning be ready and willing to count it as loss so that so that the day of your appointments with losing suffering sacrificing and dying you know, one day I was traveling and I just felt that if I die, what will happen? And I said, no problem. God will take care of my children. God will take care of them. Hold it lightly. Hold it very lightly. Whatever you value, hold it lightly so that in the day of your appointments, you can give it up. It's a grace that we must pray for. You cannot prepare for this. You cannot practice. You cannot begin to give up. It must be an attitude that we have in our hearts. This morning, you want to bow your head and pray. Wherever you are, you want to bow your heads. You want to pray, oh God. Oh God, help me. And you know yourself. You know the things that you value. You know the things that to you seem important that I cannot do without. I have to see my children grow. I must go for their weddings. I have to finish my assignment at work. You know the things that to you are important. This morning, wherever you are, I want to just pray, Oh God, give me the grace, that grace, that I can hold it lightly before you in comparison to what you are offering me. This morning, pray, talk to God for a few minutes. That, oh God, help me. Help me to be able to lay down, even a certain beloved, a certain job offer, 
that will interfere with your ministry a certain ambition to build a house that makes you difficult for you to give big money as you can a certain desire to drive a certain car that makes you always saving financial management con always balancing things because you have a strong desire pray this morning wherever you are pray that you can change that thing in your heart and have a grace that lord i can lay it down i can stay in my own house i can stay with an old car i can take a, a lesser paying job i can do something that makes me more available for your kingdom and that makes me better suited to do what you want me to do this morning wherever you are just pray for yourself this morning pray for yourself that lord help me to choose right to choose right prepare me for the day of my appointments whatever it is prepare me that i can choose and do what i have to do to serve you and i can call all things as nothing pray this morning wherever you are pray ask god to give you that grace that grace to choose what he wants you to choose ask god to give you that grace that ability to do what you have to do and this morning as we are praying maybe you are here you're invited you came with a friend you don't know god who asked all of us you don't know the god who demands our life our all this morning you invited you came with a friend but you're not born again you're not sure that you have given your life to jesus anybody here like that do me a favor just lift your right hand i want to pray for you before i leave this place if you are here this morning thank you i see a hand over there anybody else you are here this morning thank you another hand you, you you're not sure that you have given your heart to jesus and you really want to give yourself to jesus just lift your right hand thank you i see your hand thank you i see the hand i see your hand anybody else just your right hand just your right hand you want to give your heart to jesus this morning thank you i stand on this side too do me a favor wherever you are just stand to your feet just stand to your feet if your hand is lifted up just stand to your feet god bless you god bless you just stand to your feet god bless you god bless you god bless you please just come to me right now just come to me come to me i'm down here oh clap for them as they come clap for them just come god bless you it's a grace to give your heart to jesus it's a grace to surrender yourself the lord take my life even while i live even while i live take my life let it be laid down before you oh clap for them as they come this morning It's a grace and this morning that grace is here I want us to pray together please those of us who are in front here and let it be a prayer that comes from your heart and please pray after me shall we all pray together dear Jesus, dear Jesus. this morning I come to you just as I am and I pray Lord Jesus forgive me of my sins and draw me into your embrace thank you for dying for me that i should not die 
from today Lord Jesus I ask you to come into my heart come into my life and take over from today Jesus you are my Lord my master my savior and my friend thank you for saving me from today I am born again and I will live for Christ the rest of my days thank you father in Jesus name amen put your hands together please follow our friend here our pastor he'll talk to you and then you just come back just follow him for a few minutes to come back again put your hands together I want to say a very big thank you to Prophet Kakra for this opportunity to share fellowship with you and um, when you're in Kumasi also come and visit me and we will have we'll continue our fellowship